Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome everyone to the Distraction Reviews here on a Tuesday. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by the Marine, Joe Holbert. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm good. I mean, I'm interested how long that one's going to stick, because I know you <laughs> kind of mix it up and it's like a varied thing, um, and I don't think we're going to review another Marine, so that, that may be the only time you call me that, but just between me and you, Jeremy, I'm happy for that to be a full-time nickname that I run on this show. The Marine Joe Holber is a incredible choice, I must say. But I'm good. I'm ready. You might be because, as we saw in this film, like the Marine died, so they need a new one. They sure do. I mean, I don't know if need is the right word, but if, if they intend to, yes, they would need a, a new one. But I feel like you know, probably the best choice is just never having another Marine. But we'll get to that, I guess, as we, as we pile away through this motion picture. Uh, it is our Tuesday show where we review movies starring wrestlers. We do three shows a week here on Fightful.com. Thursdays, we actually talk about wrestling. Saturdays, we play TEW. We have two months worth of content in the can, everybody. I have booked a pay-per-view. Joe has booked a pay-per-view. We have six weeks of television booked out. We're on the road to SummerSlam right now. People watching this week, it's only the second week. We are all the way into July in our TEW save. Yeah, and if you're watching this and you watch this show consistently and you didn't just hear that news and, like, stand up and applaud for us, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing because that is a real feat and we do deserve credit. I want to make it clear, Jeremy. We're not being humbled about this. Please give us our credit for actually doing this series legitimately. I think I, I think the first the first time we tried this, we did, like, two weeks and, and we did a pay-per-view. And yeah. then we did more, but there were so many technical issues with it that it never even got released. So yeah, the fact that we are, we've done two months and it's all like edited together and I can release it on schedule and whatnot is a, is a very big accomplishment for both of us. Yeah. And a couple of things. Firstly, one of those episodes is a better film than what we watched. Uh, <laughs> the, the editing was better. It was sharply put together. Uh, and the other thing, am I correct in saying that one of that pay-per-view we booked, I guess a year ago now, contained a glitch I've never seen since in which one of my matches got null that was not actually a null. This happened, right? And he got like zero. 
And, and it was just never, it, it came back as being an actual 75 and it just said zero for no reason. That always has stood out to me about that. For all the technical difficulties, the game stopped working too, which is amazing to me. <laughs> uh, if you can't tell, we'd much rather just talk about our TEW series <laughs> than this film we both had to watch. I'm going to go ahead and apologize to you because we both, each week, uh, we, we go in order of who gets to pick the film. And last week, uh, you picked No Hold the Bard, and then I picked uh, The Marine Six for us to watch this week. I apologize for picking this film. This is, I'm gonna spoil our ratings right now. This is a nothing film. Like, this is just, there's not a whole lot to talk about. The Marine Six, Close Quarters, starring, they got three WWE superstars in this film The Miz, Becky Lynch, and Shawn Michaels. And it's an hour and a half of the same scene five times. Yeah, I mean, I think you you overthought this one. I think <laughs> you felt you were doing something comedic by giving me a Shawn Michaels film to watch. Um, Backfired. Yeah, my hope was that Shawn Michaels would be bad enough that I could poke fun at him for an hour on the distraction. He is not even bad in this film, um, which is the biggest thing about this film. Right, I'm going to get into it here, Jeremy, eventually, but... The thing that's amazing about this film is the three wrestlers are not bad in this film, and it's still a terrible movie, which is actually quite impressive when you consider the whole like selling point is that it's got wrestlers in it. Amazing feat, it really is. We're going to just quickly recap this film, and then we'll try okay. to find something to talk about. <laughs> the film is essentially Becky Lynch's uh, dad is on trial, and so they kidnap one of the jurors' daughters, and... Or the juror's daughter, and hold her hostage and say, you know, hang the jury so we can go to a mistrial. The Marines, Shawn Michaels and the Miz, stumble upon this whole plan here. And then literally, it's just, they're in the same little space for. Did, did you get this? This was 13 days worth of stuff that happened? Did you understand this? No, I had no idea. So, you know, the opening scene or one of the, the one of the <laughs> opening scenes is, you know, they they kidnap the daughter and they call the juror and they're like, yeah. you got your daughter, you know, go to a hung trial. And then later in the film, when they're doing like the news reports, like it's been 13 days now as the jury has been debating this film. Did I dream this? Like, I swear this line is in the movie. I mean, I've definitely not got the authority to say you dreamed it. It was definitely <laughs> about 20 minutes into this, I'd stop watching. You know? <laughs> but I, if that is true, that is the most incredible thing ever because I'm, I legitimately thought it happened in one day. Yeah, so, I did too. <laughs> but I have no idea. I have when, no clue. When I heard this, like, there, maybe it was like the trial has been going on for 13 days and they, they're just now at the jury deliberation, but yes. I, that's the only thing that maybe it, it's what it was supposed to be. I don't know. This, this film was terrible. Um, so the Marines stumble onto this whole thing where Becky Lynch has got the kid kidnapped, and they get her back. They fight their way through. There's a, some amazing twists and turns that you'll never see coming. Everyone should go watch it right now. Uh and then finally, it's over, and everyone lives happily ever after, except for the Miz, who dies. That's it. That's the film. <laughs> and then it's over. And it, like the one thing about this film that isn't true is that everyone lives happily ever after. And we still <laughs> went with it just because you wanted to wrap it up. I want to start here. 
Um, the opening scene to this film yes. is extraordinary. This because, is li- this is literally. Yes. I wrote down one note, and it's this is it. It's just Shawn Michaels and The Miz do MMA training. That's the only note I wrote down. <laughs> so this is my note for this scene, Jeremy. There are many sparring matches I'd like to see in professional wrestling history. However, this may be the two bottom names on that list. <laughs> I am not sure there have ever been two men that succeeded in professional wrestling without with a reputation further from like badass or tough guy, and here they are throwing like Superman punches at each other, chatting away while they blot and like Sean's like the you know the uh, smart veteran right, and Miz is like I can see everything you're doing, and then Sean hits him. See that one, pal? And it's like wow, this is going to be terrible. I just thought it was amazing that those were. Like even you saying the words earlier, you you're just going through the film. You're just recapping it. You say the Marines, Shawn Michaels and the Miz. <laughs> just extra what an incredible fault. I'm not saying this film would be better with different people. That's definitely not what I'm saying, I'll make clear. But there was something comedic about these two guys having this fight. Like it was supposed to be like, my, my God, look how tough these two fellas are. Just great. I loved it. I legitimately had high hopes for this film after this scene. Like, this is why I wrote this down in my, I was like, this scene is amazingly terrible. It, great. Like, this is what we're going to get. It's going to be just an awesomely bad film. I can't wait to just pick it apart and review it and everything. And it's all downhill after this scene. Just this one scene yes. is, is what it is. Shawn Michaels and the Miz doing MMA training. It sounds as amazing as, uh, I make it sound. And after this, it's it's just a nothing film. Well, yeah, I want to make it clear that when you say, I think your phrase was, they stumble into this situation. <laughs> like, you're not, that's not a lie. Right? That's not exaggeration. Yeah. That's not, you know, us trying to poke fun at this film. They legitimately just like, oh, there's some noise out there. Let's go in that room. And that is then the film. The whole film is them trying to get out of this situation they got themselves into. There's no kind of, like, um, up and down in pacing or drama. or There's no, it literally... About eight minutes into the film, you're in the premise that will then be the rest of the film, and it's just like the the, set, the film is set up as such that it's like six minutes of nothing happens, and it's just some bad dialogue, and then you have a really overly sequenced flight scene, and then just loop again and again and again, and it, none of it means anything more than the last scene. Um, I can't believe I'm reviewing this like it's an actual film, but the problem is, as we just spoke about briefly off air, there's so little comedically here for us that I have no idea how to even approach it. Like, I want to stress to you, okay, if you're watching this, you think, oh, this sounds like a terrible film, I'm going to go watch it. No, do not do that, okay? <laughs> it is, this is not like, you know, no holds barred, but you're going to laugh at how bad it is. It's nothing like that at all. It's just a bad film with no good ideas or interesting thoughts at all. That's the only way I can sum it up, basically. Yes, please, please don't watch this film. Like, if you do, we've given you a warning that you're going to be wasting your time. Do not, if you watch this film and be like, ah, they're just, they're making it out to be more than what it is. Like, they're, they're ribbing me here. And you go watch it and you realize it's terrible. It's not our fault. You, you've watched on your own volition. We tried to warn you. This is not a rib or anything like that. It's just a bad film. Do something better with your hour and a half. Yes, I would agree. I mean, there are some things, though, Jeremy, that I would like to get into, some topics that uh, came to me. And the first one I want to go with here um, is Tommy, the character Tommy, who is a – he's the actual reason they're there, correct? I, I don't know if you could recap this better than me, but, you know, he refuses to leave this place, and he's, you know, he's an old guy. He lost his son, correct, who, who Miz was with in the, in the Marines. And he's like, a, you know, he's the uh, the old veteran who helps them out and eventually dies too. Am I correct in saying this, right? Yes. 
My question for you, Jeremy, if we were to recast Tommy as a professional wrestling personality, <laughs> who would you say? Because I have a few candidates jotted down here, but I'm going to throw it to you. Any names that come to mind that could have played Tommy that could have made this more fun for us? Uh, the Undertaker is yes. the quickest name that I could think of. Okay, I accept The Undertaker. He was on my list. I'm going to raise you with two names. One is, you know, a little bit out there. The other one is insane. Arn Anderson was my first candidate for this role. Um, okay. Which, to me, you know, Arn, with, with his glasses kind of hanging off the edge of his nose in this in this film would have been extraordinary. My <laughs> other name was Jim Ross, which I think... <laughs> is perhaps my greatest idea ever in the history of this program. And we've had a lot of good ideas, Jeremy, as you know. Imagine this film. Just imagine it. You've seen it. All the great shots in this film. And insert Jim Ross <laughs> as Tommy. And is it the best film ever just by default at that point? I think if you put Jim Ross into anything, it'll. Yes. if nothing else, it gives us more talking points. I, good or bad, true, it'll true. give us more talking points. Yes. And this is the thing is... It's it's one of those deals where when I watch these films, and I, I've got to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of WWE Studios films, especially the recent ones, um, because they are like this, they're terrible. But when I watch them, I have no idea why they cast real actors in any of these scenes. Do you? Like, they're, if they're going to be led by professional wrestlers, they may as well just make it a full bit and just have every person in it be a professional wrestler of some kind. Some Like, imagine this guy was Ole Anderson or something. Imagine the, the the hilarity of that. Why do we have to have an actual actor in this scene with Shawn Michaels and the Miz? <laughs> There's just no need for it. Go all in is my is my suggestion to the people that make these films. So it's basically like the main event. I guess the main event had real actors too, but they had wrestlers playing yes. the wrestlers. I think that's the thing is the main star can be an actor, but unless it's an actual wrestler, they wrestlers can't play anything but wrestlers. I mean, that comes in pretty handy because Shawn Michaels legitimately just plays Shawn Michaels. And <laughs> so this is my deal, okay? So, and this is the really interesting debate of this. Really interesting, I promise. Am I wrong in saying The Miz is the worst of the three actors in this film from professional wrestling? <laughs> Which is amazing because he is in, I think, about 15 of these films. Yeah, this I, is my genuine take. I thought Becky Lynch was the best. Yes. Um, I was going to ask you this later, but I thought Becky Lynch was the best. And look, Michaels and The Miz neither are that great uh i would say michaels was slightly better than the miz because it seems maybe it's because we haven't watched the marine uh three four five twenty five twenty seven just wait but, until my next pick joe yeah i'm sure um <laughs> but i just miz is the like baby face is weird enough to me i, I couldn't do you know Maybe it's because I didn't have the emotional connection and the layers that were developed in the Fry films, which is a question I have noted here in yeah. itself, okay? What, how bad must those five films be that I could watch six and have, like, no like, problem understanding what's going on? Did they do nothing in these other five films? I was very confused by that element of it. Well, this is my question to you of the, the Miz dies in this film. And yes. This this throws me completely off guard. I just figured he was going to be the Marine until the Marine 30 or something yes. when, when he finally passes the torch. And even then, who knows? Um, but but he dies in this film. And then the ending scene is essentially like a recap of his entire Marine career. And so I had two questions. The, the first question was, do you think we would have had more emotional attachment if we're watching him? He, you know, he tries to be the big hero. He goes in with his gun and he just gets shot up by all the bad guys in the, uh, I guess they're in like a cave or something, a tunnel. Um, yes. It, you know, 
would we have more emotional attachment if we've seen the Marine? I think he started at three. So three, four, yeah. and five. Uh, and then two, did this final video montage make you want to go back and watch three, four, and five? I'm pretty sure my answer to all those questions is no. Um, <laughs> here's the deal. I think I would have cared more. When, you know, like when he has the courageous scene where he's firing himself up to go and do it? Like he's gonna, he's basically sacrificing himself because yeah. there's a little reference earlier on where Sean references a, a, you know, a job where he took a bullet basically, right? And he says, you owe me one, that'll deal. And this is the payoff to that because Miz, he's already got a bullet in him and he's, you know, he's I'm going to go out there, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Make sure you save, um, Sarah. young girl. Sarah, thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. And, uh, that may have hit me if I'd have watched the other 29 films, but the problem was, and I say this to someone that likes The Miz, okay, I'm not trying to be, you know, that guy. His acting in this death scene is probably the worst one I've ever seen in my life. And I, and again, I like the man, but he is doing like full, like Tropic Thunder satire cells on these bullets hitting him. His mouth, he's like flinging open. <laughs> He's fallen to his knees. It's, it's so, so bad. So, no, I could have watched all of these films ten times over and I still would have pushed him laughing as The Miz died, which is, you know, it's a shame. It's a, it's a real shame. But I'm going to turn it on you and say how few people in the world watch these films that me and you did not know Miz died in this. Like, how has this not been a thing on Twitter? We both follow a ton of wrestling accounts, right? Why, was no, why has no one informed us that The Marine is no more? This feels like it should be a thing that people discussed on Twitter, at least with some laughs one day. Does no one watch these films? I have no idea. Maybe, maybe it was, and we missed it. It was so brief. I, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know he died. I don't know if they're the the series is discontinued. I don't think it is. They're they're going to do the Marine Seven. Who plays okay. the new Marine now? I mean, who is so? It was Randy Orton after Cena, right? No, it was. Did Orton do? I thought they did uh, Ted DiBiase uh, Jr. Because Orton, like, there was the whole thing where he was actually like oh, yeah. dishonorably discharged yeah. in real life. Yeah. So what film did Orton do? I don't think Orton. Orton did the "I'll go to the papers" film. You 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 got to remember the "I'll go to the papers" line. Oh my absolutely God. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> YouTube, uh, YouTube, Randy Orton, go to the papers. It's. It's okay. amazing. It's an amazing okay. scene. I don't know the name of the film, uh, but it's an amazing scene. Okay, so we need a guy that fit. I mean, I don't know who who even fits this bill now. Austin Theory is an absolute yes, one hundred percent. Austin Theory is going to be the Marine for the next decade. And then everyone can tweet their like side by sides of him and Cena, like they're <laughs> the same wrestler, even though there's not like other than the fact that they're both they look somewhat similar, kind of. They have no similarities as wrestlers and everyone. Just is, they're, they've just decided they're going to be the same person. It's amazing to me. So the Marine would help that case. Um, I do want to go back. I want to circle back quickly because I don't want to. Use, I don't want to let you mention it and then me not kind of you know dunk this alley over that you put to me. <laughs> that tribute portion at the end. I couldn't believe how funny that was. <laughs> so I'm going to just describe. I mean, you've described it well enough, but I'll just do it my own, just so I can kind of map it out in my own head. But the film is like an hour and 20 in and it's done the film is yeah. finished there is no more film to be shown or seen or heard from Shawn Michaels the heartbreak kid has saved the day uh, he has saved Sarah he has killed Becky Lynch and he has lost his friend The Miz who is not called The Miz but for the sake of this he's The Miz and then the film kind of like it stops it ends and we see what I would assume is three minutes I would say it is a music video 
of just shots of the Miz killing people, kissing women, you know, just being cool, bleeding, fighting like, Summer you know, being Rae. Marine, fighting Summer Rae, fighting Bo Dallas, yeah. right? And I'm just, I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, okay, so what what's going to happen here? Are we going to find out the Miz is alive <laughs> after all? Are we going to see some sort of graphic about the, the next Marine? The film just ends. It literally was just a tribute to The Miz at the end of the film without any context of just, The Miz is gone now, so this pay homage to The Miz. That is exceptional. In fact, I'm going to go as far as say, Jeremy, don't watch the film, but find a version of this film, a copy of this film, and just go to the last five minutes just to see how hilariously (laughs) our place is. It just goes from being a normal film to being a highlight reel of The Miz. It's amazing. This part, I'm pretty sure I did dream. Did they use Tell Me a Lie for this tribute video? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I have, all I got from the the music to me was so background to the imagery. <laughs> but I'll just say yes to encourage you on this bit. But like, I was just I couldn't believe what was going on because it was clearly the end of the film. We were going to get. It wasn't like it went back to Shawn Michaels after that. Right. Like, I'm not missing this. It just went straight to credits. Yeah, it went to the credits. <laughs> They know. just they just tacked on a tribute video at the end of this movie to the Miz in his character, and I swear, look, if the song wasn't "Tell Me a Lie," it it sounded exactly like it. And if someone can, if someone can edit this montage together to "Tell Me a Lie," uh, I won't pay you anything, but I will, I'll give you a very <laughs> gracious shout out on this show and plenty of retweets and love and admiration because uh, I think that would be amazing. I do think we should, you know, me and you had a lot of fun about the real kayfabe shit, bro. <laughs> and uh, you've said you thought Becky was the best the best wrestling actor in this film, which I guess makes him the best actor because there's about five people in the whole film. Okay, let's um, let's, get into, mine, right? let's get okay, into a couple here things here. Uh, okay. Two things. First, you mentioned the Miz's death scene. Both of the death scenes were that over-the-top, like, you know, how they sell the bullets. And when Tommy dies, he does, like, it's getting dark out here, you know. Remember all these good times and whatnot. Don't let him, boy. Don't yeah. let him. <laughs> it's that whole thing. So both the death scenes were just the over-the-top nonsense. Becky Lynch may have been the best actor slash actress in this film. This girl, Sarah, she was awful, wasn't so she? So bad. She, she was, was terrible. terrible. And like, I there were times where I just didn't know what she was even going for. Yeah, and I, and I actually made a note of it and I didn't think you were going to go there so I was just going to leave her and not ever talk about because it just felt like I didn't want to you know kind of pop in a film where you know the Miz and Shawn Michaels were in it it felt mean but like she was the worst person in this film yes it it felt that way to me anyway it was she kept making like the same facial expression but it was it was like half laughing half cringing half worried and it would just come for every scene like I have no idea what she was doing in this movie, but she was awful. She was. Uh, you know, it's weird. I, I said it, and you kind of mapped it out to me and re-explained it in detail as to why it is this way. Like, it is actually unfair to say Becky was the best wrestler in this film. She's yeah. just the best person in this film, isn't she? That's pretty... I mean, I guess there's not a lot of candidates for such an honour, but even still, um, she was good, I thought, Becky Lynch, for the most part, right? There's, you know, as good as one can be in the Marine Six. <laughs> She did it. She did a good job explaining things. There was one scene that that stuck out to me, uh, where they go into the the adjoining room. The the Marines and the little girl go into the room, and, and Becky is basically saying, "You know, don't kill them. We need them alive." 
Otherwise, why wouldn't you just... They had a shotgun that clearly shot through yes. the wall. Why wouldn't you just keep shooting up the wall and stuff? But Becky lets them know, no, this is not what we need to do here. I thought Becky was very good as the mastermind. Her death scene was terrible. But she was very good as, as the mastermind behind this whole thing. The problem is, I don't know what she was trying to accomplish. She got a mistrial. But does she know like a mistrial just means they pick a new jury and they'll just have to do this like all over? Is this her plan to just like keep kidnapping kids on the jury until it's just like five mistrials and then all right, screw it, we'll just throw it all out? Well, she she celebrates the mistrial and then she's like, anyway, I've got to kill you now. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't understand how she thought she would kind of. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what her plan was. Feels like a you know not a major issue in this film. We should tell you how many issues there are with it. That the actual plot point, we have no idea as to how it's supposed to work. Um, the death scene you mentioned, right? I didn't hate the like the idea. What I hated was the fact that Becky had no idea what his plan was. She was like, "What are you gonna do with that thing, huh? Drown me?" <laughs> and she just walks into it. <laughs> it's and the other thing with these, and this is more. I guess this is a commentary on like films now being an old man and such, but, man, these fight sequences are terrible, aren't they? But it really is hilarious. when We read so many of these wrestling debates about how choreographed everything looks. It's like the, the movies at that time is 25, aren't they? It just yes. looks, every one of these scenes, I mean, there's some moments where as wrestling fans, you, you laugh, like the Miz doing a drop kick or doing like, he does like John Morrison's finish off the wall at one point, which was a little bit funny. I chuckled, you know. <laughs> Um, Shawn Michaels does not do the switching music. He runs through a wall. Though, yeah, at one point. I, I was very disappointed. He just didn't super yeah. kick the wall. Yeah, I feel like we're going to have to just talk about Shawn Michaels in general for a, a range of reasons at the end of this podcast. But I was with you. That would have been better than him just running through it. Um, but there's just every time they get near someone, they have an extended fight with them in which they like grab an item and just like block a load of stuff and then hit it over the head with the item. And then, and then they go back to fighting like normal. It's just so repetitive. Um, and the result is that none of it feels any more important than the other. So when he dies, Miz, it's like, wow, that was, that came out of absolutely nowhere. Cause I've already had 20 fights like this. What's the difference, right? That's what it was to me anyway. The, the bad guys are awful and they're planning as usual. They have to do the whole, Oh, going to get you now. Just shoot them. Like, j just yeah. shoot the people. Like, you only need the girl <clears throat> alive. You can kill the Miz. You can kill Shawn Michaels. It's okay. Like, just shoot them. It's fine. Did you not think it was funny how, like, Sarah, obviously, she's swanked before she's getting saved. But there was not even a scene where she really had any care or understanding as to who these men were. She was just like, I guess these guys are going to save me and we're going <laughs> to spend the next, like, 13 days, apparently. Maybe that's the case. I'm not sure. But it was so... It was almost like the filmmakers were like, okay, they got to a certain point and they kind of said to themselves, everyone that's dumb enough to watch this film knows what this film is now, so let's just not even explain any more of it, right? Like, we've given ourselves an excuse to do action. Let's just do an hour of action and get it over with. And honestly, as I sit here reviewing it, perhaps it was for the best. Perhaps it was, because <laughs> the only plot point of the film, as we just, as we just realised, we were struggling enough with that, with the mistrial business, and Becky celebrating it like they were like, Guilt, not not guilty and in the clear so maybe it was better to just not have any dialogue or kind of uh, explanation of what was going on just leave it to explosions and stuff maybe that was the right way did they have like sarah being reunited with her dad or anything did i just completely miss that yeah they did yeah, yeah. okay at the so end i did miss that yes yeah, sean, sean michaels gives a big speech about you know the way that's the life right like and he, you know he's watching poor Miz get kind off and he goes you know 
If I had to do it again tomorrow, I would, even knowing what happened. Bit mean, but that's the way Sean approaches the business. <laughs> um, and then her dad comes out and he goes, you know, are you okay? And she goes, yes, because of this guy. And Sean's standing there um, with with all the different physical you know, marks on him from all the fights he's had in that one day or 13 days, depending on which <laughs> cut of the film you watched. Um <laughs> My question for you is, like, we've agreed Sean weren't that bad, but how much more fun do we have with this film if Bret Hart is in Sean Murphy? <laughs> because I think it would have been, like, him just not caring at all about any of this. Like, imagine Bret watching The Miz go to die. He'd just be like, look, man, it is what it is. I'm going to go get Sarah. Cool. See you later, Jake, or whatever his name is. <laughs> it would have been great. I would have much preferred it. Well, Brett owes the Miz one because the Miz put him over for the U.S. title. So maybe Brett would have sacrificed himself instead. Uh-huh. And, you know, I think Brett would have been more more selfless in, in that act. Shawn Michaels, I mean, looking out for Shawn Michaels as usual, he's like, nope, he owes me one. So, yeah, go ahead. Sacrifice yourself. Even though you're younger, you've carried this franchise for four films now. You go ahead and die. We're good. Brett would have been like, got to put the young guy over. Uh, I, I will go do the honors here. It's it's impossible to ignore that little element of this film, even though it's obviously, you know, it means nothing. But I thought there was a very good chance that Shawn Michaels died in this film. Um, but it was impossible for me not to laugh at the idea of, like, of course Shawn Michaels didn't do the job, right? Like, he turned out, he beats everyone. The actual star of the franchise, as you said, he dies. But Shawn Michaels is the hero at the end of the day. It's very fitting, well, very on brand. I almost wonder if Sean was having some fun with that, actually, now that I think about it. But yeah, I thought Sean was dead to rights. And that made me very happy. I thought we'd have some bits to run about that. But no, he just lives and kills everyone. <laughs> Bit of a shame, really. That's the biggest rib of all is I knew Shawn Michaels lived. And so I gave you this film so you'd have to endure the full Shawn Michaels experience. And you would be super disappointed that he did not, in fact, die. I, look, I thought it would be worse from Sean's perspective. I just didn't... I didn't realise how little there was going to be to it as a film. I, guess, I mean, what I thought I am even saying that. It's Marine 6. What do I think it was going to be, right? <laughs> Any good ideas they had, they must have got rid of them in the first five films. So it's, it is what it is. It's a terrible film. But I'm, I've got to admit, I would love to be sitting on here now being like, Sean is, you know, embarrassingly bad and he's doing all the silly faces and the sorry I love you and all that business. He's fine, Right. He's Shawn Michaels about the cowboy hat. He's fine. He kind of... The only good thing about Shawn in films is because it's scripted for him, like, he can just say the dialogue in one fluent motion rather than all the kind of gesticulating he does in real life, right? <laughs> that was a positive for me, at least. So, in fact, I would go as far as say, I don't know what the character's name is, but I prefer this Shawn Michaels than the real one that appears on every <laughs> WWE program in their own network. You prefer uh, Marine Shawn Michaels to... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. 
right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Degenerate Shawn Michaels. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Any short. The, the worst Shawn Michaels of all that, and I'm going to just go off in the film now because, my God, the Marine Six, terrible. Did you ever see him on Table for Free with Nash and AJ? Uh, yes, it's been a long, like I watched it when it first came out, but I do okay. remember watching it. So I watched it when it first came out, and I was recently watching, my brother wanted to watch, we were going for Table for Free, and so we watched this one, right? And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you, it is 20 minutes of Sean Michaels explaining to AJ why he would not wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and in hindsight, now that he wrestled at Saudi Arabia, it's even funnier. Because he's like, you know, it was the perfect end. And Kevin Nash is sitting like, what is wrong with my friend Sean? He's just, <laughs> he talks the whole time. He's rambling about this, that. Would we have chemistry? And AJ's like, dude, it's fine. Just leave it. It's, that is the worst of, of real life Sean. My, not because he's being favorite... a dick, it's just unbearable. My favorite bit on that is where he's like, well, who goes over? You know, <laughs> like you can tell, you like yeah, you can tell, like I am putting this guy over, but Sean has to be diplomatic about it. And he just can't say like, I ain't putting you over. So he's like, you know, then who goes over? What do we do about that? And all this stuff. I do love talking head, Sean Michaels. You've seen the, the, the click documentary that they've done, right? Oh, no. I have not oh you haven't? I would oh. never, ever watch that thing. No <laughs> way. No way would I watch it. Does that count as a movie starring a wrestler? Can I pick that for Yes, for you can pick it. I'd much rather you pick it than Marine 4. <laughs> <laughs> it, but, I mean, you okay, you've seen the, the Bret Hart, uh, Sean Michaels sit-down thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's all the same Shawn Michaels. Like you said, the Table of Three stuff. Like the Click documentary Shawn Michaels is essentially just, you know, they're rehashing stuff. And Shawn's like, yeah, I don't remember this, but it was probably true. The the Shane Douglas thing, just couldn't really cut it. But nice guy and all this stuff. He's, like he's so diplomatic in what he's trying yeah. to say. And then you got like Shawn Waltman on there. He's like, yeah, we were probably dicks to that dude. Like whatever, forget him. Like he wasn't any good. So I just like. <laughs> Just say what you feel. You don't have to do this like diplomatic stuff. Yeah, he's very interesting. I, you know, I'm not a Sean guy. I, a lot of it, I, I, you know, I, I oversell it a little bit. Sean was great, and God bless him. He seems to be happy. He's ruining NXT, which is great for everyone. <laughs> we could ban it in a couple of weeks. Thanks for that, Sean. Um, he seems happy enough, and most people nowadays have good things to say about him, right? But I'm so with you that when he does these interview things, he just comes across so insincere, right? Like, he's so desperate to show you that he's a mature adult that he comes across the opposite of it. Like, the Brett one is just a fascinating piece of film because Brett is just sitting still and, like, just calculated in talking about all the terrible things that happened to him in the WWF. And Sean's like, maybe, might happen, maybe it didn't, I don't know, I wasn't there, maybe I was, I'm not sure. Maybe it was Hunter, Hulk Hunter about this, and Jim Ross, a couple of times Jim Ross has to like push him on it, but yeah, I never enjoy it when he's on those deals, but you know, I'm not anti-Sean, I just don't like him, okay, so I guess I am anti-Sean. I tell you about, Jeremy, can I just tell you about, I am anti-Sean Michaels, come at me bro, I don't care. Big statement by Joel Holbrook. I like Shawn Michaels. I, I have no issue with Shawn outside of, yeah, I guess he's ruining NXT. But as far as in-ring performance, like I think he's amazing. Uh, he'll always be one of my favorites. I do find what he's become pretty funny, though. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal with Shawn. It's like, 
I think if someone tells you they think he sucks, they're doing a bit, probably, right? Because, I mean, he has a lot of great matches, and a great match, obviously, we all like different types of matches, but if the audience is going wild by the end of it, it was probably a very good match, and he did that a lot on big shows, big occasions against good opponents, and bad opponents, I'm not knocking him. I guess my issue with the Shawn Michaels dialogue is this thing where it's like, if you don't have him as the greatest wrestler to ever enter a ring, you are just immediately an animal. Like, you're a villain, a crook. But my, my, I've never got more heat. Jeremy, you know the things I discuss on the Twitter. I'm a, I'm a villain at times on the Twitter. And the day that I said AJ Styles is better than Shawn Michaels, I may as well have, like... I mean, the quote tweet bombs that were being thrown my direction. It could have ended this podcast, Jeremy. It was an off week for us, and I nearly melted the whole thing. So... I just, I struggle with that dialogue. But he, yeah, he's a great wrestler. And he was, again, I'm going to reiterate it. I wanted to laugh at him in this film. He was fine. He was good as Shawn Michaels. Is Seth Rollins better than Shawn Michaels? No. No, okay. Shawn, Seth Rollins can't lace Shawn Michaels' boots. He's, um, he's a good wrestler, Seth Rollins. Very, very much so. But, like, let's be honest, okay? Same opponent opposite him. You can pick one to have the best match of the night to save your life. Which one are you going with every single time, right? It's Shawn. That's just the way it is. So... I'm not a fool, and I wouldn't make up something like that, but I don't think... I'm a Brett guy, basically is what I'm saying. Are you a Brett or a Sean guy, Jeremy? I feel you're a Brett guy at heart. I, growing up, I was always a Sean guy. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely Sean Michaels guy. As I have aged and matured, uh, yes. I lean more towards Brett nowadays. I think Sean has... Uh, not his in-ring career. I think he has done damage to his... Like, he, he did damage to his in-ring career with that Saudi performance. He, like, he was actually the best wrestler in that yes, match. he was. Yeah. But just coming back and doing that match in general. Like, he had the perfect ending, and then he just had to do this match. Um, but he he's hurt his career just, like, with everything he's done afterwards. Like, not in-ring stuff, but everything else. Like, these documentary bits, the NXT stuff constantly appearing on television it's just too much i like people who they retire they kind of go away maybe they say a thing or two they're not just like constantly there yeah i mean there is a truth to like brett's style is more fundamental and that will naturally just age better right like it's the same reason that a lot of the high flyers from 25 years ago their stuff was way ahead of its time but it may not age as well to someone who's never watched wrestling before 2015. Does that make sense? Like, it's just, yeah. Brett's style is always going to age better because it's more, like, simple and it's rooted in story than, you know, uh, cool moves. Because when Sean, people forget this now, and I don't want to sound like that guy. I don't want to do the thing about there's 101 super kicks in every match. But, like, seriously, it is pretty wild, right? Like, Sean, Sean's super kick was a big deal. And now there's, you know, there's tons of, everyone does a super kick. So, it's hard. Sean was great, definitely. And the, the other thing as well is he had that chance to come back. His career is very, very different without that, what, six years? He tacked on at the end there where he had matches like Kurt yeah. and the Ric Flair match and the many, many classics of Triple H that went hours and hours and hours and hours of time. So that helps too, right? Yeah, I've had this debate with my friend of, you know, is Shawn Michaels' second career better than his first? And it probably is. Like, there's a lot of great matches yeah. in that second half of his career where Brett, you know... I mean, you can pretty much just end it at his WWE run. The WCW stuff, there was nothing there. Um, and like people say Brett damaged his career with the WrestleMania stuff. Like, that Vince nonsense was bad, but that was to be expected. That was never going to be like an actual wrestling match. It was still terrible, don't get me wrong. Yes. But it was never meant to be anything else. Like The Saudi Arabia match was supposed to be something. 
and it still just completely sucked. Well, look, I don't think... We're not the guys to vilify people for taking money, right? I mean, this is what wrestling is, but I, I think the issue with Sean is he made such a big celebration of his own retirement, right? Like, he told yeah. you at every turn, that was the perfect send-off for me. The storybook ending with a barbershop start and then that way. And then he just comes back and does a bad tag match. It was like, you, you know, it kind of damaged his... Um, the way that he represented his own retirement, really. Because let's be honest, we don't take any of these retirements seriously. But he had actively asked us to take his one seriously. And then he squandered it for Saudi. So I'm with you. I I find it interesting. I, you know, I find it very interesting in general, the discussion of like, you know, you said Seth, right? There are guys Seth was better than. I'm not going to name any because I can't think of any off the top of my head that were <laughs> stars beforehand. Um and if you tweeted it, people would still get mad at you because sometimes we, you know, we protect the past too much, and other times we're too quick to crown today. So that's the thing that is what it is. When all these guys retire, you'll have more context on where they rank, whatever. But for me, um, Shawn Michaels, great professional wrestler, not always my style. I mean, you know, you know the layers. You know, I struggle with layers, don't I, Jerry? I, sometimes all of the uh, the facials, the community theatre was not my thing. But he's a great wrestler. I'm not going to do a bit like that. Actor, he is in the top three of this film, and that's all you can say, right? That's all you can say, Jeremy. I do think Shawn Michaels' stuff it ages poorly because, like you said, everyone does it now. Yes, like the the overacting, dramatic, talk to you during matches stuff, the super kicks, the spots, and whatnot. Like if you watch that nowadays, it's like, all right, literally just watch an NXT match, and it's yeah. it's the same match that Shawn Michaels. Had. But back then. Like, this is all fresh and new and great. And so Sean probably gets knocked for that unfairly because those matches are still great in my mind. And also, like, two of his most iconic matches from the 90s were the first of that type of match. So, like, you have the Razor match in the, with the ladder, yeah. right? And you have the Cell match with Taker, both of which are legitimately great matches. I'm not here to do the retroactive, well, was it that good? They are great, but... So someone that hadn't, if, if someone sat down now and watched them, haven't watched all the recent ones, it would just be difficult to understand how big time it was because, my God, I mean, this, the Razor match, they have that ladder and they work with the ladder. Nowadays, we've discussed this before, there's all these ladders, people are breaking them in half and such. The Cell matches, um, that match is like a, more of a story, right? Sean's trying to escape the Cell, Taker's just trying to punish him, and then you have Kane. I don't know if it would hit as much if someone just watched it with modern eyes, is basically my point. So that doesn't, that's why the more recent stuff probably ages better because it's closer to obviously the contemporary stuff. Probably, I'd assume. Yeah. Um, any, anything else on this film, Joe? <laughs> I want to just keep debating Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. That's what this has turned into because we have nothing for this movie. I mean, the craziest thing is I have, I have notes here and I have discussed all the notes <laughs> and I have also done like 10 minutes on Sean Michaels Arista and it's still, you know, I have nothing. I have nothing to add. Um, I did have one, I guess one little thing. Should they make Marine 7, This was, I should have mentioned this earlier when you, when you asked me who could replace him. I'm not sure anyone can replace the Miz. Um, you know, he was an extraordinary actor, big time star, A-lister, all that good stuff. Should the next Marine be... All of the Forgotten Sons. That's my question. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm no. shocked you went all of the Forgotten Sons and not just uh, Wesley Blake. Yeah. I don't want to come across bias, did I, Jeremy, you know? I, are you picking Wesley Blake as the next Marine? Like, instead of Austin Theory? I mean, look, I think very highly of Wesley. And, you know, I have a lot of fun with this, but 
I'm not sure how much of a leading actor he is. I'm going to be honest. I, his promos would suggest to me that would not be his forte. I think the uh, the other one that everyone seems to dislike because of his Twitter is probably the, the one, Gunner. What's his name now? What's Gunner's name now? Jeremy, you, know, you might know this. Riker, I think. Thank you, yes. Right. I think he would probably be the lead and the, uh, Cutler and Blake would be like the co-stars, I would assume. Uh, whatever gets them off television for however long the filming takes place, I, I'm completely fine with that. Can we talk about the fact that on WWE TV, with how they produce their tag division, the Forgotten Sons are literally just the revival. Like, there's no difference with how they use these teams. <laughs> Am I right in saying this? Because I'm pretty sure that's the truth. Every team is... It's all the Orlando Magic, Joe. Like, it, they're yes. just all the Orlando Magic. There's, They have maybe different personalities, but every team is the same. Yeah, like, literally... I think me, both of us agree, right? The Revival may be the best team in the world on their best day, but with how they do tag team wrestling, it makes no difference. It could be me and you doing it, couldn't it? It could be us out there working a, a heat segment on the new day. It wouldn't <laughs> make a difference, Jerry. It's all the same. It's a six-minute TV match. So I, I think there's way too much, and I'm going to end the podcast later. So I'm gonna, can we just do 40 minutes on The Forgotten Sons? We've got time. Jeremy, do you want to go for it now? Yeah, we're, we're 42 break? minutes into this show. we got time. Oh, good. Okay, so... <laughs> I want to. I brought up a campaign recently, right? And I don't know when this was, what show this was. We recorded a lot of content. I was trying to get some sort of hashtag going. I have forgotten it. I'll concede that. I've forgotten <laughs> the hashtag. But I'm pretty sure no one else was picking up on it. I'm going to be honest, and I'm a bit disappointed. I'm wondering if everyone's watching SmackDown. Because if you're watching SmackDown and you're still hitting send tweet on all these very mean things about the sons that have been forgotten, I don't know what you're missing out on, folks. Wesley Blade is doing topes. He's doing um, he he's doing topes, right? He's uh, you know, he's an elite tag team wrestler, Jerry. What are we missing here? You gotta explain it to me. Spell it out for me. They're not good. That's it. They're they're just okay. not good. They they were introduced as, I mean, they're they forgot. It's very tough to get excited for a team that is literally these are people we've forgotten about. Okay, look, would you rather... They should be the called Monday the Memorable Sons. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm asking you this now, okay? Here's your option. Raw is starting tomorrow, okay? Opening segment. Forgotten Sons, vignette and match with the Lucha House Party, or a 10-minute Seth Rollins Messiah promo. Which would you rather watch? Do I have be to honest. watch either? Be honest, Jeremy. Do I, do I have to watch either? Yes, you do. You're a professional. Oh, God, um, just just give me the tag team match. It's ten minutes, regardless, right? Yeah, yep. I, I can watch a mid-level WWE tag team match for ten minutes more than I'd rather watch Seth Rollins talk about whatever for for ten minutes. If you cut the Seth Rollins promo to five minutes, I will take a five-minute Seth Rollins promo over a ten-minute mid-level WWE tag team match. I mean, that's fair. That's not the rules I set, so I'm <laughs> ignoring that comment. Um, by the way, could we just spare a moment of thought for like the Seth Rollins fan that has avoided our show in recent times because of our criticism? They saw the Marine Six review. This must be a clear. <laughs> this must be a safe one without any Seth slander. And then you dropped the bomb of is Seth Rollins better than him, which was you just giving me a license to be mean about Seth Rollins. I'm sorry, everyone. I like the Messiah. I like he has one glove and he, he talks. He talks quietly. It's black, and somberly. It's a black. It glove. is. Is very very cutting edge if you ask. Speaking of cutting edge, Shawn Michaels in this. Have you ever seen his work as a degenerate, Jeremy? Because he was very very edgy. I don't know if you've heard. 
not I mean he was wearing a face mask in the the NXT bit. That's not very degenerate like. Uh, he sold out, bro. He <laughs> he sold out. Ever since they they won the wars, that guy's not been the same. They used to be degenerates, didn't they? Do you remember when they invaded WCW Nitro and they like invaded tank. and they Yeah, a tank, yeah. bro, a tank. They definitely often people will say they'll be like, you know, oh, Steve Austin was over and I'm like you know, who won the war, really? They had the tank, didn't they? The degenerates did. Of course they did. That How do people not see this stuff? That wasn't Shawn Michaels, though. But I guess Shawn Michaels still who deserves cares? credit for for uh, coming up with the entire idea. I just assume Shawn Michaels came up. I mean, he came up with DX. So everything yes. that DX did is Shawn Michaels' idea. That is actually... I'm going to just go off into another topic. That is actually an interesting part of the DX uh, uh, canon. Is that like Shawn Michaels DX is actually very very different to the DX that everyone recognizes, isn't it? Like it's actually a separate thing, unless I'm mistaken. Because DX with Shawn Michaels as the leader was, you know, with China and Rude, and then Rude left. Rude wasn't there for very long, I don't think. But Road Dog, Billy Gunn, and Expo—that was all post Shawn, was it not? Yeah. Why does no one talk about this? Is it just not interesting? I'm not sure. I, everybody just remembers the the Triple H stuff more because. That's He's such launched. a big star. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what launched Triple H, kind of to the next level. The Shawn Michaels stuff, like Michaels is all. I much prefer the Shawn Michaels stuff. I don't know how well any of this ages. I haven't really Badly. gone back to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really gone back to watch any of it. But like as a kid, the the Shawn Michaels stuff felt like really edgy for the time, and the yeah. DX stuff just felt like they were just doing things. Yeah, because after he left, it was really just a long transition to Triple H becoming the game, wasn't it? You know, yeah. he became the game, Jeremy. He became the game and the king of kings and the uh, the cerebral assassin. An incredible career. We need to do a whole show, in my oh, opinion, about Triple oh, H. Oh, real quickly, because it's on my mind. that No one will get this bit, but I'm going to say it on air anyway. Uh, we've been talking uh, on our TEW game. People, people are going to watch the TEW series six weeks from now and be like, oh, yeah, they, they talked about this six weeks ago on the Marine 6 review. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. Even like, what is wrong with these people? Carry on. Yes. Don't ruin it for me, Joe. Look, our show's okay. called The Distraction for a reason. We, we both have ADHD and we're, we just get all over the place. Um, I don't know if that's true about either of us. Uh, but, okay. I don't think it is. Yes, carry on. Um, so... Oh, on our TEW game, we keep talking, what's Drew McIntyre's nickname? And it's not the Scottish Psychopath anymore. I know what it is now, Joe, because I had to write an article. on. I had to write the, the match you booked uh, for Backlash, the main event. Drew McIntyre's new nickname, now that he's a babyface, he's no longer a psychopath. The Scottish Superstar. <laughs> That's what they've come up with. Yes, the Scottish superstar. That's terrible. Why, <laughs> why is that? Honestly, I mean, I don't want to talk about wrestling because this isn't our day for that, but does any of it matter when Lashley's going to choke him out in like two minutes of backlash, right? Lashley's going to shoot on him. You know this is going to happen, right, Jeremy? I've spoken it into action. Bobby Lashley, your next uh, universal, univer no, not universal, WWE champion <laughs> coming to you soon. Like, let's not ruin all of our topics for for Thursday's yeah. show. We're gonna have nothing if we talk about McIntyre Lashley on this sure. show. What we were we talk talking about? <laughs> we talk about Wesley Blake and Bret Hart. 
What's Wesley Blake's nickname besides the Forgotten Son? They're all Forgotten Sons. Forgotten Son A. He was once, um, and I know no one in the world knows this other than me, but in NXT, he was once Beautiful Blake. Do you know this? He had a whole bit as like, when Tyler Breeze left, he picked that gimmick up, basically. And he got no love from wrestling journalists like yourself, Jeremy, which is very sad. <laughs> I was that was a big I was not covering NXT at the time. You, were you doing the report cards during this time? Oh, God, is that how I, you know? Terrible time. <laughs> a terrible time for me. I never saw much. I think the second report card I did, I saw Wesley Blake wrestle, and I never saw him again. And I did it for two years. So, yeah, um, it was. And a you sad haven't time. seen him since. No, he's, he's been forgotten, hasn't he? You know, he's been forgotten. But he's a big star now on the big Fox on SmackDown. Right, that's why I hear anyway. Uh, yeah, Fox is. I mean, it's doing well. I think Fox is happy. It seems like it's on the it's on the schedule for the fall. Joe hasn't been canceled. That's that's all you can say about it. I did like that headline, but <laughs> you know, SmackDown stays on Friday. I was like, geez, I didn't even know that was a topic. <laughs> I didn't even know it was going to be moved to like Monday mornings or something. But I, I think we've made an error here, Jeremy. I think we shouldn't have reviewed this film. We should have just watched like a Bret Hart documentary and just not even announced that there was a change. You should have opened with, anyway, we watched Marine 6. Now, on to the best there is. <laughs> that would have been great. I would have preferred you'd done that. Uh, you got to tell me these things off air. And, we, you know, we should actually, like, talk about stuff beforehand instead of just coming on the air and being like, all right, let's 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 do this show. I guess we have to rate this film, don't we? Oh, we do. We do. All right, let me pull up uh, the ratings here in my notes. Okay. And I also so- need to pick next week's film, do I not? Your lowest rating was the main event at a two. What are you going to give the Marine Six? The film I was using as a kind of like scale uh, for this was um, uh, the Chaperone because to me they're both like just really kind of cheap, bad. So you just WWE went Shawn student. Michaels and Triple H is basically what you did. Oh, we need to talk about Randy. Um, but anyway, coming back to that. <laughs> Uh, Triple H, the chaperone, I give what? A three? The chaperone, you gave a four. Okay. What I was going to say was, Jerry, was I think that, you, well, I, I think you did the four out of ten bit. I think that's why you gave it a four. Well, I definitely didn't do that. I'm okay. you, I'll probably just give it a, I honestly think the chaperone is much better than this. There's actual like, ideas and plot points in that. So I'm going to give this a two to match it alongside the illustrious main event. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yes. What are what are we talking about, Randy? Or do I need to give my rating first? Not Randy Orton. I'm talking about Randy from No Holds Barred. Carry on. Give me. Oh, okay. Uh, for this, my lowest rating is also the main event at two stars. Um, look, this film, I much prefer the main event. The main event, at least, there's some laughs, intentional or not. Like it's it's wrestling related, so we had jokes. We literally spent half of this podcast talking about the careers of Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Wesley Blake, and and some other stuff. Yes. I best podcast we've done. I, agree. <laughs> I I am giving this a half a star, and that is all for Becky Lynch. That that's it. Becky Lynch gets this film a half a star. That's fair enough. And, and my Randy point, people are getting excited because they thought we were going to talk about Randy Orton. I, mean, I thought we were going to talk Orton. about Randy Orton. Well, I, have, I have a question for you, a final question, I assume. Um, Shawn Michaels, possibly a better actor than the man that played Randy in that <laughs> Bar. True or false? Oh, 100%. I think Shawn good. Michaels is actually too good for the role of Randy now that we've talked about this. 
Okay, so maybe he should be Rip. And the Miz can be Randy. <laughs> yes, yes. And then, and then Miz can be beaten up again on behalf of, uh, of poor uh, <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Do I have to pick next week's film, Jeremy? Because I do have a candidate. Yes, it is your turn to pick. I think we had a lot of fun in the Hulk Hogan cinematic universe um, a couple of weeks back. We are going back there yes. for a major motion picture, which I'm pretty sure, could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure it also stars Undertaker for a fleeting moment. Suburban Commando awesome. is our next film, Jeremy Lab. Are you excited? Very excited. I remember watching this film many times as a kid. I think it's going to be possibly funnier than what we got in Oldsbard, and that is a real feat. Uh, we need we need a home run here. We need a Hogan safe bet, bad acting, bad film. <laughs> this was far too competent in its incompetence, wasn't it? It was too solid in its terribleness, unfortunately. When you said we were going back to Hogan, it had to be either... Look, there's three, uh, aside from No Holds Barred, there's like four classic Hogan films that you can go to. No Holds Barred is one, Suburban Commando, Mr. Nanny, and uh, Thunder in, in Paradise. Like, any of those yes. four you can go to and you're going to get good content because Hulk Hogan is just Hulk Hogan in all of them, and that's all you need. Um, there's a very good chance that they are my selections moving forward because, <laughs> I mean, at this point, it may be our only outlet for humor in this show. I, think we, we, I mean, the chaperone, as I look back on the chaperone, maybe we should have saved that for like a, for a later date because that Triple H being in that role is really as good <laughs> as it was going to get from modern ones, right? I feel like it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a WWE Studios gem awaiting us but i sense there is not i sense we're gonna have a lot of ones like this right now <laughs> this was honestly very poor planning on my part one because i was just trying to do something with Shawn michaels to to rib sure. you and, and the the becky lynch stuff was timely we're recording the show on may 19th it would have done been an easy just see no evil bit and we could have talked about that whole storyline with kane i've never seen this film either i mean i've no, never seen horrible. marine six but uh it would have been uh, it would have been a very easy just tie-in to do May 19th. And if I had the foresight to think about that, I probably would have done it. Instead, me trying to prank Joe with Shawn Michaels was, was my first thought. And it completely backfired because th this movie was just terrible. <laughs> well, here's what I'd say. If when your next selection comes around, you indeed run the see no evil bit, I, on behalf of the distraction audience, will tell you that we will all pretend it is actually the correct date to do that <laughs> bit. We will all just be like, oh, yeah, that's really timely, and we'll never speak of it again. We'll watch the film, and then we'll talk about uh, Luke Gallows for an hour. We'll do that, okay? <laughs> Sound good to you? Look, this was where it was. We talked about Wesley Blake, Bret Hart. Um, we learned a lot, and that's all you can ask for on this program. We, we're 100% going with a John Cena film next. I don't know which <laughs> film it is. He's a major star. He's been in a lot he of is. them, but... You're going safe with Hulk Hogan, which I appreciate. We, we've got to go with John Cena. We've got to break uh, the John Cena virginity movie review on this show. So mm. next week, just prepare yourself for a John Cena pick. And that is also a prank in its own way, because that <laughs> will become us like, sort of gaining depth on John Cena and all the, the ups and the downs of Cena. Or in your case, just ups, right? Yes. You, love, you love yourself some Cena, so... That will be easier, I think. I think that film, and I don't know what you're going to pick, but he hasn't done like films as bad as this, I would hope, I would assume. So, yeah, that makes sense. I'm on board with that. All right, everybody. Uh, don't watch The Marine 6. We appreciate you listening to the Watch, as Joe said, if you're going to watch it, skip to about the 120 
minute mark. Uh, watch the, the, the tribute video for the Miz, the Miz's character. Uh, it'll bring you to tears. I'm, I'm 99% sure the song they play is Tell Me a Lie. Um, watch the tribute video. Don't watch the rest of the film. It doesn't matter. It's not good. We will be back on Thursday with a wrestling talk, which we did today. I have no idea what we're talking about Thursday now, uh, because we <laughs> talked about it. As though Wesley Blake was going to be a topic with Brett Hart. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I we'll, we'll talk double or nothing. That's this weekend, I believe. Uh, we, we will talk about that. We'll find something to talk about. Saturday is our TEW series. Joe has a feature out on Friday. Yes, I, I've seen it in the system. I've read it. If you would like early access, slide in my DMs, pay me. Whatever Joe is asking, take a dollar off of that. I will undercut him at all costs. Um, by all costs, I mean a dollar. So if you if you want the feature early... Come to me. I will give you early access to that. Yes. Joseph, they can follow you on Twitter, at Joel Holbert 5 Anything else? I don't think so. I just, you know, I'm, I wanted to kind of piggyback on that announcement we made there. I have I'm retired again, folks. So I'm like the Terry <laughs> Funk of uh, professional wrestling writing. Uh, the article, I will not tell you who it's about, but it is quite good. And it was a suggestion on the Twitter. So it's just proof that I sometimes listen to the uh, – the folks that read my work, which is nice of me, isn't it? I didn't ask for money. I didn't ask for money, but I will accept money if you would like to suggest one moving forward. Also, uh, Brit Hart is better. That's all I wanted to say. Carol. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert 88. I did not plug the, the hashtag. I don't need to. Everyone knows right there. Hashtag the distraction training worldwide as always right now as we were speaking. Uh, so we'll be back on Thursday and we will talk to everybody then. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.